have been about two Iran million European Union citizens worldwide in the UK Hello, you are listening to Wealthy Women, a show about immigrant women and their stories. I am Anna Torre. And I'm Cecilia Gragnani. Welcome. Our first guest today is Katia Marletta. She uh, moved to London uh, four years ago. She's a journalist and a press office freelance, and she specializes in cinema and lifestyle. Thank you for being with us today, Katia. Thank you, and uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, first simple question, where are you from? I'm from Catania. <laughs> For the people who don't know Catania, where is Catania? Exactly, I come from Sicily. I come from from this island in the south of Italy. So yeah, this is my place. I remember that you said that you like to say that you're North African more yes, than Sicilian. Yes, of course, because uh, we are very close to Africa. So maybe I just thinking, yeah. I'm a North African, not Italian too. It sounds really cool. And uh, why did you leave uh, Italy? Cecilia, do you have the second question for me, please? No, no, we're going to stick with this one. <laughs> It's okay. I left Italy because uh, I had not very good experience on the, my job and my professional career. So I'm just thinking uh, why I stay in this place. And I, and I have two different opinions about this. Uh, the first was, okay, I'm stay and I go the straight way about this to find a, a new opportunity. And I stay a long time to do that, but nothing happened. So after this, I think, okay, I could move. I want to move. And the first city I have in my mind was London. So I came for this reason, professional reason. And uh, why London? Because it's the place where a lot of Italian <laughs> choice for the life And I have connection, I have networking, so I'm just thinking it's a good place for me. It's an exciting city and maybe give me opportunity to bring the best for my job. And where is home for you? Home is in Italy. If I'm just thinking now, where is my place? My place is Sicily. The place is where is my uh, my parents uh, and my story my story is in Italy yes, it's very course. interesting because we've met quite a few people so far and most Italians always say that home is Italy while other people from other countries always say you know home is here home is where but it seems that for us because I'm Italian as well there's something about this country that if we could I guess correct me if I'm wrong if we could yeah. stay and do what we want to do there we wouldn't leave Probably because you spend time to create a new story of your life. And after you could move in another thinking. So I just think in the future, maybe I just feel this is the right place for me. This is my home, but not from now. Because it's a three, day, three years and a half, so maybe it's not too much time I spent here to have another story of my life. So I'm a very traditional Italian, so... The, my heart is my place, and my place from now is Italy. Yeah. Do you ever think of going back? No, no, I'm just thinking uh, I would like to have experience, uh, maybe, yes, in London, but maybe in another place. So uh, I, I'm not sure I would like to live here forever, but why not? Absolutely. In another what, place. What do you like about living here? The opportunity. The opportunity to meet a lot of uh, interesting people. Uh, the opportunity to, to bring the best for me, like uh, in a job, but on the cultural life. 
uh, it's like an opportunity to, to grow. And yeah, this is one of the reasons. What don't you like about being here? Mm. <laughs> Sorry for this, uh, my <laughs> brief friend. <laughs> I think London uh, creates uh, a society like uh, individual uh, powerful. And this don't create a very strong community and don't create uh, like um, feel uh, like friendship, really friendship. So because it's going to be very rush in a relation. And yeah, this is, I think is no good. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, uh, my experience is London is a place where people come and go a lot. So sometimes you create relationships and then someone moves on to a different place or exactly. everyone as well is so driven in what they're doing that sometimes exactly. it's difficult to create a sense of community. And this is a one reason I think uh, London lost something. Um, but probably depends how you can when you come in this place. So maybe if you are a student, uh, you have time to spend of with course. other. So you will create your community. But I moved like forty and more, so <laughs> it's not exactly Absolutely. the same. As an adult, you're in a different stage of your life. Um, what is your status as an immigrant here? Are you a European here or what's your status? European, of course. And about this, I would like to, to talk about the Italian community because we have half a million Italian here. So it's a very strong community. Maybe it's the 50 city in Italy, if you would like oh, to yes, think the number. Absolutely, yes. Um, that's great for us, so for Italian coming to London, because they have opportunity to feel at home. Absolutely. So how did you feel uh, when Brexit happened? Oh, it was very strong. And uh, I had a focus on Brexit because I worked him with Brexit, for Brexit for, for my communication. And yeah, I just think it is the wrong way to separate what we can, would like to unite. And it's, a, it's, not, it's not making sense. But yeah, I feel bad, not bad, not good. Were you here when Brexit exactly, happened? Exactly, yeah. Um, I had an interview with uh, Italians about this, and they told me the same. We don't feel this place uh, our home. We feel uh, we are so strangers. But we stay, we work, we have a family, we have children, maybe. And we don't understand the reason we would like to separate this. Because we are in Europe. Absolutely. And we would like to stay in Europe. Do, did what happened make you change your mind about your future here? Oh, no, but it's nothing. No, 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 no. Absolutely no. I, I, I'm just thinking no very great uh, uh, things will go to, to be for this reason, for the Brexit. What do nothing you, changing. Do you miss home? As we said, home for you is, is Italy. Do you miss home? A little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> yes. I guess it's absolutely <laughs> normal. And um, have you ever been discriminated as an immigrant? Um, no. Uh, not in my personal experience. Uh, not in uh, my professional career. But I think a lot of us have this discrimination. Um, for example, I 
talk a lot with uh, Italians working in uh, um, restaurants or bars, cafes, bar. yeah. Um, they told me this Italian is like pizza, like uh, pasta. pasta, it's like this, but Italian is more than this. And um, yeah, maybe a little bit discriminated. Yeah. Do you have a lot of um it what's your ratio, would you say? Do you have a lot of British friends? Do you have Italian friends or how do you have feel a lot of Italian friends? Is no 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 lot of friend, uh English friend, but yeah, Italian of course, a lot of Italian because uh, I used to work with Italians, so my communica- my uh, community is of course Italian. So if you were, let's say, next year you move to Singapore, I'm inventing. Australia. Australia, okay, Australia. <laughs> so I okay, prefer we've got Australia. A Australia sounds perfectly fine. <laughs> I had a um, holiday. Yes, you told me. For you just weeks, so. fell in love with Australia. Absolutely. So we're going to go with Australia. <laughs> yes. But what would you bring with you of London and of the British culture if you were to leave? Mm, this experience is, was very important with me for me because uh, I had I open mind, open mind about uh, my uh, my my personal growing in life, and this London do for it allows Italy. you yeah to be who you are I guess exactly much more than exactly. Italy for example yeah much more than Italy. Of course. Would you move in uh, to another country in the UK, or is it is there something about London that makes it no, special? Lo- no, no, in another country. No, London, absolutely, absolutely, yes. London. yeah. Okay, well, it's match my 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 idea of the place where I can grow myself. Absolutely. Now I have a little test. You've been here three years and a half, so I think you should uh, you should be fine. So we want to test uh, your level of Britishness. So <laughs> oh my God. Um, you have to. Um, know- I'm a little bit scared about it. Don't worry, this. this will be fine. I just uh, <laughs> I just passed my life in the UK test, so I'm all about these questions. We're gonna go with an easy one. Don't worry. Okay. So you're lucky. So you have to answer true or false. Are you ready? Ready. Start. Okay, the question is, at times of necessity, it is acceptable in the UK to jump ahead of others in a queue without asking permission first. True or false? True. True? <laughs> it's false. You're, a t- you're typically Italian. A exactly ter- for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see a rebellion to uh, British yeah. queuing. We're yeah. not going to go into detail. We don't have I time. I told you because uh, I saw a lot of... Uh, no, so, no whole Italian, so spend more. Yeah, different different cultures don't but know how to queue. Exactly. Yeah, and we'll never learn, I guess. No, because there are a lot of strangers in London, so it's not exactly... The the, you're right. Place. That's actually a really the good Brit point. The style. In I London, like there's talk. no British queuing style. Well, <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have to leave it here, but thank you so much for I being hope. with thank us. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. You are listening to Worldly Women. Our next guest is Ankita Saxena. Saxena. Oh. <laughs> Ankita is a poet and aspiring playwright, playwright based in London. She graduated from Oxford with a degree in English and she is currently part of Octavia, 
a Women of Colour Poetry Collective resident at the Southbank Centre. She loves to write about her gender, racial and cultural identity and is passionate about improving the representation of minorities in the arts and the media. Hi Ankita, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so first of all, I would like to ask you, where are you from? I am from London and also from India. So my parents both live in Bangalore right now, which is in the south of India. But they are actually both grew up in the north of India and then migrated over here when I was about seven years old. So, yeah. Do you know why your parents decided to come here? Yeah, so they had a very roundabout journey to get here. So first they moved to Dubai. That's where I was born. Then we lived in the Philippines for a few years. And then my mom was just like, I want I want my children to have good education. And I heard the UK has good education. So let's just move. And they just rocked up here knowing no one in the country, basically barely anyone um, found us a good school to go to. And then that was them for the next 12 years of their life. So, how, yeah. how old were you when you first came to the UK? I was six going on seven so oh, quite, so quite young. young but my sister was two years older so she struggled because she had this thick Indian accent and she was obviously at that age where kids were getting bullied and you're kind of moving into secondary school so she had a lot of a harder time than I did whereas I adjusted quite smoothly in yeah actually yeah. I wanted to ask you a bit more about that uh, about um, how was life growing up here in the UK did you feel different from the other children because of your heritage Initially I did, but I think I settled into it quite quickly because I was so young that I became British quite quickly as well. I could adopt the, the accent, the cultural stuff. Um, I did grow up in quite white areas, but I have a very strong family. So that meant that I didn't. it didn't really matter what everyone else was like because at home we were Indian and, and it was safe. And so I never had to worry about any of that. I think it was actually when I was older that I became more aware that I was different because when you, for instance, move to university, you're no longer living with your family. So you suddenly have to create your own cultural identity um, and so that's when I started like joining societies and trying to make friends who were from diverse backgrounds as well so that I could find people with similar stories to mine um, and similar experiences. Yeah. Um, you, you told me uh, before that your parents um, had moved back to India yeah. and I was wondering if that is something that you would consider would you consider going back to India because I mean obviously yeah. I know you haven't li lived there for very, very long but because it was such part of your culture at home is that something that you would consider? Definitely. I mean, I go there quite a bit now because I, whenever I was at break from university, I would be there. And so it kind of became a second home. And then I'm going there in April again. And I do find it more and more comfortable each time I go. Obviously, it's still hugely different from anything I'm used to. But each time I go, I get more comfortable. And a lot of what I'm passionate about in terms of causes, I'm like a big feminist. And a lot of the causes that I'm passionate about come from going to India and seeing seeing the condition of women there and like sexual assault there and and education and there's so much I want to change and so I feel like long term I do want to have some involvement with India whether or not it's like permanent or even for a short time yeah it's definitely something I'd consider well I would like to talk a bit more about your poetry now mm, sure. um so actually I would like to first um have you share a poem yeah. one of your poems with us um and then later I want to talk more about uh, your, you know, your career as a poet. Sure. Uh, so what uh, will you share with us today? So it's this poem called Questions for My Grandmother. And I'm sharing it because A, I write a lot about my family. And this is just one example of a poem about a family member. And B, I think it, it portrays that, that connection that I have that, that kind of 
very familiar that familiarity that I have with the generations above me but also the difference because obviously we've grown up in different environments and my grandma had an arranged marriage she hadn't seen my grandfather till the wedding day literally when she unveiled her veil and, and met him and I think that difference is just quite striking so that's why I wanted to write about it okay yeah. let's hear it questions for my grandmother oh nani where are you looking in that red sari gone brown through the slippage of paint left out rusty apple colored queens in our english art galleries don't look down his gaze preens like that peacock in the Jaipur mess, commanding salute, hand hoisted as if already patting the white boys' heads in Merton Park, calling them son. How do you do, son? Tell me, which way is the metro station? Why don't you bring a girl close to your chest and call her daughter? Oh, Nani, won't you tell me you loved... Tell me you loved equally. Tell me there were no burnt rotis on your dinner plate. I wonder if his lips still smell of beetle leaf. I wish you'd open your mouth so I could evaluate the state of your teeth. A picture like this, with eyes off gaze, mouths out of smile, would be the third, fourth or fifth they take and we later discard. Oh, Nani, where is your adolescent smile gone? Where will mine go? Where will I look on my wedding day? I just want to thank you for sharing that poem with us. It was so beautiful. Um, and it made me it made me feel so kind of nostalgic, you oh, know, yeah. um, for something that, hasn't happened but then you like looking back at mm. what her life was and mm. um and I just wanted to to talk a bit more about how how did you get into writing poetry sure so I've been writing for as long as I remember probably seriously since the age of seven <laughs> and it's actually I put it down to my mother she or she could see that I had something there and that I had this passion for it and so she just kept me going like every day every time we went on holiday or went anywhere she would say write a poem about it and every birthday I would write a po write poems and cards and slowly these like forced impositions on me kind of became my own passion and when I was 16 that's when I took it more seriously I joined this writers group called Barbican yes. Young. I want to talk about uh, the representation issue because mm. I know that is something that really sort of inspires you and yeah. I um, I wondered if that is something that you would say drives your writing for sure so I'm part of Octavia which is a woman of color poetry collective and that's been amazing because we we what we kind of try and do is show that there are many different experiences of womanhood and that as a woman writer you don't necessarily have to write about one thing and you don't have to look the same way and having us all on stage together all women of color all writing really different stories and with really different voices is really empowering I think for me but in gen more general I think I'm passionate about representation in all fields arts is just one of them I think like if you look in the corporate world like the boardrooms are massively segregated right now like there's a huge disparity in gender pay in the city in politics um, 
um, like how many female prime ministers has any country really had? Um, and I think it's something that has just been a part of me again, probably because of my family. They've always, my parents never ever discriminated with us despite being from India. Like we were always told, follow your dreams, like focus on your career and your life and that should come first. And um, I think that's really stuck with me and I want other girls to have the same opportunity that I had because uh, I feel really lucky and privileged for that. Well, you you kind of answered my next question, <laughs> but I just want to know why do you think it's important as, mm. as in, because I know you're also doing playwriting now. Yeah. Why do you think it's important to have in the arts? Yes. What do you think is important to have representation in the arts? What, what does that do? So I think I really believe in if you can't see something, you can't be it. And that's kind of what I've grown up believing. Like if being in the UK, the media that you see and the art that you see portrays a very white and a very male perspective of the UK, whereas I think the actual country looks really different. And it means that if you're a young girl of color from immigrant backgrounds growing up and you don't see yourself portrayed in the art, then you won't understand that you can reach those places and I think that's really really important because the media is a represent and art is a representation of life but it also can shape the world and I think I'm really passionate about because a lot of the time art is the most progressive thing out there you know it it like tells the future it shows us the society as it should be and art has the responsibility to do that um which is and poetry is obviously just one small facet of it which is why I want to get into other things like playwriting as well where you can tell greater stories even and reach more people um but yeah if you if you see yourself representat- represented on the screens or in the page then you can aspire to achieve the goals that you have i studied english at university and one thing that really struck me was that the majority of writers that we studied i went to oxford which is a really traditional university the majority of writers we we studied did not represent me at all and it was only in my final year that i could specialize and and you know take courses i took i did a class on post-colonialism where i studied South African theatre and I looked at Indian writing and I think doing courses like that was great because I was like oh now I can see my story and so that inspired me to want to write again because I was like oh if these people can do it so can I and I think it's important in all aspects. I just want to ask you one last question it's a question we ask every guest or nearly every guest um it's on the test for British citizenship so it's just to see how British you really are Um, and the question is at times of necessity is it acceptable in the UK to jump ahead of others in a queue without asking for permission first yes or no I'm quite a queuer. I'm not going to lie. It's probably the one thing that frustrates my family a lot when I go back to India, because India is not a queuing culture at all. And I'm like, no, but we have to wait in line. Um, but I have skipped queues on occasions. So I would say yes, but reluctantly, <laughs> depending on the occasion. Well, this is a question on the actual test and the answer yes. is absolutely not. Really? Oh, well. So you're not really my, British. Yeah. <laughs> my Indian heritage slipping through Thank there. you, Zet. Thank you so much for coming in today for and for sharing me. your poem and your story. Oh, this has been really fun. It was lovely I to have you. It. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at worldly underscore women. We would love to hear your comments. <laughs>